Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Help us out. Share this show with like-minded patriots or potential patriots that just haven't come to realize how close they are to losing everything to the government. And I mean everything. So please do your part on that. Hey, we have a great guest for you here on part two of analyzing the issues this week. We had so much to cover, we had to divide it up into two parts. Part one, we spent a lot of time talking about how we got into this business because we need more advocates. You don't have to have a radio show, but you could get really active. And we just wanted to tell you, we were just average people from average backgrounds that circumstances dictated we get involved, and voila, here we are. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. You can be too. And so, please, Share these shows far and wide. That's one thing you can do for the cause. Um, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. When the smoke clears from the cataclysmic consequences that are coming our way for mismanagement of the economy, uh, if you're properly invested, if you're properly covered, like your 401k and your IRA are covered by gold and silver or both or one, you're going to get through this. If you leave your IRA out there and your business goes down, Goodbye IRA. There goes your investment. So we have options for you at Noble Gold. And also, ladies and gentlemen, there is really something to consider here. Go If you get involved in precious metals and you walk away from the majority of your cash, you can't lose. Gold has held its value for 6,000 years. Silver is ready to break out. It's held its value for 6,000 years. Bitcoin's okay. I don't know if I can trust it long term because it doesn't have a history. But right now, in the short term, it's a good investment. The worst thing you can do is nothing. So call Noble Gold. They'll give you the options for you as they see them with no pressure. 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. Tell them I told you to call. And uh, while you're collecting gold, you know my motto. You need food, water, guns, gold, natural medicine, and tools. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about your food supply. Our food supply as a nation's in big, big trouble. And if you're paying attention to current events, you already know that. I don't need to elaborate. And I've got plenty of broadcasts um, on our YouTube channel, on our podcast service, previous radio shows. Food is in big trouble. And when inflation comes, you're not going to be able to get it. Big inflation, hyperinflation. Don't be dependent on the government. <laughs> uh, do you think Biden would hesitate to use food as a weapon? Of course not. So that's why you want your own storable food, so you can step out of the way. MPS has a great sale right now, $50 off on the four-week package. You go, Dave, I need more than four weeks. We got the answer. Order four weeks, four weeks, four weeks, four weeks. And every order carries at $50 off. Say, Dave, you're pretty smart at math. Thank you very much. I used to teach statistics. I wrote two courses in it at the college level. Thank you very much. But I want to save you money, but I want to get you quality. Restaurant quality food, 2,000 calories per day, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And then finally, uh, do you think if we start rising up to this tyranny that they'll shut everything down? You know, they shut down St. Paul in an experiment. Oh, I don't know what it was, 15 years ago now. It took them 30 minutes. They'll take down your cell phone. They'll take down your internet. They'll take down your landline. And what happens if your family's separated? That's my greatest fear. That's why I went to a sat phone. Sat phone, at least the Galaxy sat phone, can't be interfered with, can't be listened to, can't be tracked, can't be stopped. This is why you want this. And I pay one quarter of what I pay to my cell phone company. It's a great deal, folks. 
uh, they'll tell you more about it and why this is necessary for your prepping. And I want you to give them a call at 855-980-5830. And tell them Dave Hodges gave the highest recommendation. I've got my sat phone and you need yours. Well, John Wayne is back with us after our revelations about how we got involved. And we talked a little bit about Israel, the craziness and so forth. And John, I want to put one thing out on the table. Um, uh, And this is kind of a lead into our first topic, which is China. Um, Honeywell. Did you see what happened with Honeywell? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, This has really been kept out of the media very well. Um, Honeywell got busted for giving F-35 technology to the Chinese. What? Yeah. They got busted. And I'm thinking, well, isn't that treason? Uh, Depends how you define treason. Honeywell got a decent fine. I look at it as a cost of doing business. Listen to this. Not one person went to jail for giving F-35 technology to our enemies. And part of it was because it depends how you define an enemy. China is looked at as an adversary, not an enemy combatant. Had that happened, we'd be talking charges of treason. Also, Honeywell fell back on the defense that, well, we didn't give them the entire manufacturer process. Okay, so clearly they're disloyal to the United States. They're disloyal to the defense and national security of the United States, but they were able to skate on these legal technicalities. Listen to this, John. There's still a vendor approved by the U.S. Defense Department. Uh, you know, um, anything that's got Honeywell on it, don't buy it. That's how I'm looking um, at it, too. You know, and and this is really something. I mean, look at what happened in 1953 with Judith and Ethel Rosenberg, right? Good analogy. With the, you know, um, then people ended up in the electric chair, okay? Them two, them two folks, man and wife. You know, um, and, and it makes me just sit here. I just was looking at some news articles and... I was uh, seeing where, you know, this is uh, the heat's really starting to come down on Fauci with China. And oh, yeah. My, my goodness, um, that man could find himself in uh, the, 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 the grasps and the clutches of a noose for what he's done. I mean, this, this is uh, over the top. This is crimes against humanity. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, you could consider it war crimes, uh, bio warfare. Um, th- these are bad hombres, and they need to be dealt with. And I find it interesting, Bill and Melinda Gates being getting divorced now, <laughs> and um, she's kind of, well, she or he—I don't know what it is. Um, there's just something off about both them. And, uh, well, Melinda is uh, still torn about Billy Boy's uh, friendship with Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> You know, yeah, I think I think most wives would be. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, um, the gift that keeps on giving Epstein and Maxwell. You know, I mean, the, man, they had they have so many people wrapped up in their little black books. It's if we knew the full, flat out, open details about all of it, um, people would be appalled and would say, "Well, why has this been allotted to go on? Why couldn't this have been stopped? Why, you know, why, 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 why?" With everything we're going, what's going on right now? I mean, this is like you know, you know it as well as I know. This is full-fledged communistic, fascistic socialism 
that they are using the guise of Marxism to, uh, you know, move it on down the trail. You know, I mean, this is um, this this is unlike anything I believed I'd ever see in my life. Oh yeah, I I, t- I could not agree with you more. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought up the Epstein thing. I'm hearing from the rumor mill, and the rumor mill says this. I, I think you'll find this interesting that the Epstein thing is big, but it's not new. What's new is is Melinda Gates has cold feet about how drastic the depopulation schemes of her husband are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, I found, I was kind of poking a joke at this, you know, I mean, could you imagine this might have been what it was, the straw that broke the camel's back. Bill and Melinda are sitting there at their, you know, $200 million home having breakfast and as the sun's coming up over the horizon. Bill looks over and says to her, you know, as he's watching the sun come up, you know, honey, I'd like to block out the light from the sun, you know, and Crazy. she was, you know, Right, exactly. She, no, uh, I want a divorce. You have utterly lost your mind, haven't you? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, these people, um, the world needs to get a rein in on these people. The Kissingers, the Soroses, the Gates, the Fauci's, the Burkses. I mean, you name it, the list goes on and on. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, <laughs> Ilhan Omar. Uh, Ocrazio, Cortex, uh, you know, these people need to be dealt with. And that's one of the problems that the world, and not only the world, but this country has. And that's the reason why we have these problems, is because it's been allotted to go on. It's been left unchecked. Mm hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. And so, what do we do? Well, you know, I've been asking this, and I, I, I think of it like this. What they are doing now has went kinetic. I, I would assume you would agree with that. It's oh, kinetic. Whatever yeah. they're doing now, it is kinetic. Sure. And the only way to stop one kinetic force is with an equal but opposite kinetic reaction. And, uh, you know, the immovable object meets the, you know, uh, immovable force type thing. Um, to, what what will that look like? I don't know. I don't want to see thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people armed in the streets because violence begets violence. But there comes a time where, hey, man, when it gets six to three ways from separation and people's family members start keeling over dead from this stab from these four different companies, you're going to have a lot of angry people. And, you know, um, maybe that's what they're trying to erect. I don't know. Uh, but something has to be done, obviously, because if we don't allow, if, if we allow this to persist and continue, it's just going to only do that, uh, persist and continue. It, it will not cease. They're not going to stop, Dave. No, and I'm not sure how to stop them, but I do agree with you. Violence begets violence. But you and I can talk about it. We could incite it, we could discourage it, but at the end of the day, we're not going to have an effect. And this is why I laugh at the media. Trump incited the violence on January 6th. What (laughs) incites violence is this. When people run out of options, they lose it. Uh, If they can't feed their family, they can't put shoes on their kids' feet, they don't have a future, they lose it. That's what incites violence. That's right, you know, and I mean, I think we're seeing it on a daily basis across the nation here. Um, the The videos I've seen from off of YouTube, uh, police activity is a really good site to go to kind of 
draw up a consensus of what the nation is uh, divulging into. And uh, for one, the officers are scared to death to even put the uniform on and the badge on their chest to go walk out into the streets. And then you have the people that have been brainwashed and um, psychologically manipulated to hate law enforcement for what it is. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, this isn't the, you know, the beat cop wearing the, uh, the, the duty cap and the billy club on the hip and a 38 no more. You know, I mean, this is full battle rattle, uh, no Fallujah, 2004, militarized policing. And we cannot allow that to happen because that's I think that's one of the main problems. Because when you start to erect a force that has the ability to be militarized and govern over the citizenry, or if not just outright execute them on the street, you know, I mean, that's where we've got a big problem. Um, to fix that, I don't know. The re- reformation of the police departments, well, obviously we see where they've gotten everything now and the militarization of them. Well, I mean, people are going to fight back because obviously it is an, it is an oppressing force. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't want to see any of this happen. I don't want to see any of this come, Dave, but here we are. Well, let me say this about the police, okay? Uh, in Portland, for example, all the people charged with weapons violations, attacks upon people and property, all their cases have been dismissed. No justice Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Total criminal anarchy in Portland, Seattle, other places. The police are not likely for very long to turn their uh, uh, turn on the citizens when this is going on. When people who have threatened their lives walk scot-free, I don't see the police turning on the population. They'll side with the population at some point. That's my belief. Well, I'm praying to God that's the fact. But, you know, have you seen, have you been keeping an eye on Columbia recently or the past week? No, not really. Why? Oh, boy. Um, So what's going on down there, I don't know exactly what it was that started this massive uprising that began to happen, but I've seen quite a few videos come out where the police um, are literally rolling around in little motorcycle gangs, you know, show of force, and they see somebody on the side of the road, they just stop, get off the motorcycle, beat the hell out of them and then then and then then they extrajudicially extra kill them right there on the side of the street this is going on down there in Colombia, i would imagine even as we speak right now um just utter bedlam in the streets people are hunkered down inside their houses videotaping out their windows of people just literally being gunned down in the middle of the roads by what's what's the purpose is there is there a, uh, a method to this madness a goal in mind well, see, that's what I was kind of wondering here. I think uh, what some uh, some of it is is people were fed up with the lockdown is some of it. But, I mean, there's got to be something else. I haven't kept my ear to the tracks that closely on it, but I do know that what I've just reported, it is happening. Interesting. Well, there comes a time when people rise up. Yep. I mean, they rise you know, up. I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's when it makes me ask and wonder what the straw is that's going to, you know, the final straw that will literally just completely break the camel's back clean in two. You know, I, there's got to be something that they're, they've got up their sleeves. If you ask me, it's uh, food and guns. Mm-hmm. Food and guns, and, you know, not only that, but the, 
the power and the electrical systems you know we're getting ready to be hit by a cme from the sun that just erupted yesterday and i said and i've been saying it dave that they're going to blame uh when they decide to pull the plug uh you know the analogy here you know turn off the power if you would uh at the flip of a switch they're going to say oh <laughs> well by goodness we got hit by a cme you know, in all actuality, it was that button over there in the corner that they just had to flip down. And once they do that, my God, we think that we've seen utter bedlam and pandemonium here in the country. We haven't seen nothing yet until they turn the power off. And Dave, as the day is long and as the night is short, I believe that they're going to blame it on a CME when they turn the power off. They might, because CMEs are kind of hanging around, as we know. But uh, the reality is... Um, if the people get unruly, they will turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even and say, well, you know what? This is just how it has to be. Um, because look at what it is now. Like we mentioned in the first half of the broadcast, over there in Arizona, your state of Arizona contesting this election. Well, hey, man, if it was a free, open, and fair election, then why don't you just let everybody do the audit? Oh, well, that's right. We can't do that because it because it wasn't a free, open, and fair election. Well, they're afraid of the spreading. Yeah. They find stuff in Arizona that opens up every other border swing state. No, I don't mean border state. I mean swing state. Well, absolutely, Dave. And I mean, I think I told you on your uh, broadcast here, and I think I mentioned it when we were on air on my broadcast, that, you know, I'm registered as a Republican. I changed parties um, during the presidential run for Donald John Trump. And even before that, I didn't vote for Barack Obama. I, okay, I take that back. I voted for him the first time, okay? And I regret that. Don't think that I don't. But you see, where was I going with this? Okay, so, okay, right. I'm a, I'm a registered Democrat, uh, Republican, for the love of God. My mind is all kerfuffled here. And my fiance is registered Democratic. She don't vote. She don't want nothing to do with the system. She could care less about politicking and any of that. But the thing is that I find really interesting is I got one mail-in ballot thing, you know, that you send in to get your ballot. I got one, as you should. She got four addressed to her for four different forms to fill out to send in to get your voter information sent off for your vote. I kept them, Dave. I still have them. I've got two of them that I've opened to read the contents and then I've got the two that I did not open and I guess you could probably assume why I did that preservation of um, evidence there's got to be fingerprints on them papers if you touch them and put them in the envelope I would have to say you know I mean and it makes me wonder okay that's just me and my family for mail-in voter things for a Democrat, and I get one, as you should, being a Republican. I called the Attorney General's office. Nothing. I called the State Attorney General's office. The phone just rang off the wall. There must not be anybody working in the State Attorney General's office of Iowa. I called Fox News. I wasn't expecting to hear anything back, but I called and left a message. I mean, this is a fact. I've still got them. And the thing is, People need to understand that, okay, that's just one set. That's just one small family. Imagine the entire nation and how many people got these things like that. 
I mean, this is so blatant over the top in our face that by God, you know, I mean, if you can't see it, then you're part of the problem is the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> and um, it is in our face. And it's amazing to me how many people acquiesce and actually put up with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They I mean, everybody kowtows. I mean, they've uh, been conditioned to the point to where, well, I mean, well, by God, we'll just accept anything that the government says and we'll just be happy about it. You know, I mean, how's that go? The scariest word you'll ever hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Hey, man, yeah, that's pretty darn scary. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you on the bus that'll take you to the FEMA camp. Mm-hmm. Either that or to the inoculation site where if you don't get the inoculation, then you get the free golden ticket of Willy Wonka's ticket to the uh, FEMA camp, the fun camp, as Clinton put it. Thank you. I was going to actually bring that up when you were saying that. I'm glad you clarified that because um, it is it is an issue for me. Um, tell you what else is an issue for me is this disclosure thing. We weren't going to talk about this, but we kind of landed on the square here. And uh, Tucker Carlson's like been chosen the agent of disclosure and his chief guest is not his only guest, but his chief guest has been Luis Elizondo, Pentagon UFO investigator. And he said, fear has kept us from telling the truth. Why do you think they're doing this now? Well, but, you know, they need they need their next card. They need their next ace in the whole card because now they've come to the realization that people are waking up against the youth and the euthanization and the depopulation agenda. Um, being conducted across the world right now. People are waking up to that. And I wanted to throw this out there real quick because I think it's important because this kind of ties in with, I guess, disclosure as well, right? <clears throat> Remember, I don't know, I mean, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, there was talks about, oh, I've been microchipped or I've been implanted. The aliens put an <laughs> implant in me. Yeah, and, and they're magnetic, and not only are they magnetic, but by goodness, they're putting off a resonant frequency. Okay. Well, you know where I'm going with this, and I really, it's important to mention it. I've seen some videos that have come out lately where people that have had the stab, and that's what I'm calling it, is a stab, because when you get stabbed, that's meant, that is a stab is meant to kill you, and it's killing people. People that have had and, and or received the stab from, um, I don't know which companies that this is happening. I don't, it could be all four of them. I don't know. I have not had the ability to do any testing on anyone. Um, but if you take a magnet and if you've had the stab, you need to take a magnet and hold it to your arm where you received it and see if it is magnetic. I'm seeing videos come out that are beyond anything I could have ever began to have thought of magnets sticking to people's arms where they've been shot up with this. <laughs> oh, yes. And what grows inside of you after you take the vaccine? Magnets mm -hmm. can become maggots. Isn't that interesting? The magnet sticks to the injection site. Doesn't that speak yeah. to an electromagnetic property there? Oh, absolutely. Or at least a composite material that is, uh, you know, that is physically, viably, you know, undeniably there, you know. And it made me wonder this, you know, them uh, niodesium magnets, I think that's what they call them, them really, really, really powerful ones. You know, Dave, I'm almost wondering, I mean, if you had this thing, and if it's magnetic, if you got one of them extremely powerful magnets and turned it on and put your arm up to it, would it pull this thing out of your body of whatever they put in it? 
Um, I don't think it would do that. But they know where you are. Mm -hmm. They know how to find you. Does that bother right. you? That bothers me. Oh, it bothers me and, and immensely. You know, I mean, and somebody asked me, okay, well, if these things are in the arm and they're magnetic and this and that, well, obviously they, they're putting off a. Some people were saying that. Pe uh, I was talking to a good friend, and he was saying that the people that have been shot up with this stuff or have received the stab, as I'm calling it, are showing a higher electromagnetic frequency emanating from their their person. And so that goes to say, okay, well, then they've uh, attenuated whoever's received these things to an electromagnetic frequency. Now, okay, if that's the fact, how are they controlling these electromagnetic frequencies? Okay, well, we've got the cell towers that are hooked up to 300,000 gigawatts of electricity or whatever they are, or bolted, you know, terrell electron bolts or whatever the case may be. Um, but not only that, guess what else we have, Dave? And they continue to keep pumping them up there incessantly. And that is the Starlink tracking system up there that Elon Musk and SpaceX. Yeah, how do you see that? There's a lot of mystery associated with that. Well, you know, I, I, there's three different things I look at. One is either they're sending stuff off to Mars. Two, they are creating an uh, omnipresent control grid, you know, tracked every single movement, you know, your bowel movement down to your uh, pitter-patter across the floor. I mean, everything. Or, three, it is a full-fledged weapons platform. Weapons platform for what? Well, I mean, uh, the people that are now attenuated, if they don't toe the line, they could just literally be, you know, zapped by a frequency and just turned off or, Ooh, or like you know, that. shut down. Mm -hmm. I, I needed that in the classroom when I first started teaching. Dr. Evil likes it, too. Instead of, hey, Billy, be quiet, just, what did I tell you? <laughs> Sit down and shut up. <laughs> right. It, uh, it has... Classroom management at its best. The um, and Folks, I'm just kidding. Okay, Don't send me emails. Um, <laughs> this grid. I'm going to give you an alternative theory, and it's only a theory. It's not what I'm proposing Okay, but it's okay to think out loud once in a while, right? At least in the right venue it is. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. What if, here's what we're seeing. I'm going to start off by telling this story. In 1950, there was a movie called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Not the modern remake that was garbage, and it was all big eco-propaganda film. But the first one. And Michael Rennie was the star, and he brings his robot Gort, all-powerful, can kill anything no one can come up against it and he brings his gort and he comes out and he speaks to a conglomeration of world leaders and he says this and i think the wonder if this is starlink just thinking out loud he said when you guys soil your own planet and you do terrible things to each other that's your business but when you take your nonsense out into space and you threaten the peace and harmony of space, we will come back and robots like Gort will turn your planet into, quote, a burned out cinder. Mm -hmm. And now we have all these UFO revelations. There's no question. In fact, the inspector general says, we're telling all in June. I don't know if that's going to be true, but here's the deal. What if there really is an external threat? 
What if they really are coming? I've heard that they are. Um, I can't purport how true it is, and but what I've gathered from what I've heard is that you know they uh, feed off of organic material. <laughs> what organic material? Well, um, we're organic material. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you be you know the I mean? dessert or the main course? I don't know. You know, it makes me <laughs> it makes me think of that uh, Twilight Zone episode to serve man. Oh, you know? I love that one. Yes, <laughs> the Canamites. Yes. And they uh, had that book, To Serve Man, that no one could translate. And to mm -hmm. the chief scientist investigating, he found out too late when he was on the runway up to the ship to take a ride. Don't get on that, Professor. To Serve Man, it's a cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I probably have seen Mm -hmm. that ten times. I love that. Rod Serling was the best. Oh, he's absolutely amazing, yes. But I will tell you, but listen, I was a real little kid when this came out. I mean, real little. I mean, like preschool and then in the first grade and stuff. And my parents would go out on the night that they had the the show on. And this is change of times, right? I'm probably six years old, home alone. My sister goes next door to play with her friends. And I'm home alone. And I'm watching, there were two shows. And they in Denver, they ran back-to-back. The Outer Limits... And the Twilight Zone. And after an hour and a half of this, I was either looking for the bathroom or hiding under the bed. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. And, and, and they used to have these um, Twilight Zone marathons. Um, they won't do the Outer Limits marathons from the 60s because that show was uncannily accurate from mm-hmm. a technological standpoint, and I think that's why they don't show them, but the uh, Twilight Zone, you sit down, it's like, you can't eat just one potato chip. You just keep watching one episode after the other. But I will tell you this, it has now entered my thinking. I've always been a subscriber in Project Bluebeam, mm-hmm. fake alien invasion designed to accept the new world order using advanced holographic technology to imitate invading aliens, And you kill off a few million people in the process and get people to believe it. I know it's real for a plan. But I just wonder if it's not real in life now. Starlink, going to Mars, going back to the moon. In military terms, we could call that setting the perimeter of your defense. Absolutely. Without a doubt. You know, I mean, dig dig uh, in, more or less. And I just wonder... And it used to be, if you were a Navy officer like David Farver, and you talked about UFOs publicly, your career is over. You're court-martialed and you're out. Mm-hmm. He was at a conference that Andy DeRiso, my former news director, and I went to. And uh, he's telling all. He and his radar operator, guys almost in tears, telling about the craft, their maneuvers, how we couldn't do this. And I'm thinking, there's been a change. Everything used to be swamp gas. Do you remember that? Yeah, J. Yeah. Allen Hynek. I saw a UFO. No, you saw swamp gas. Mm-hmm. Okay, the real gas was coming out of Hynek. By the way, he did recant before he died. Did you know that? Well, you know, and, and a lot of these guys do. They have to so they can have a clean and clear conscience when they cross into the Great Divide, I believe, you know. Yeah, he did say that he was told to cover things up. 
Um, yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a flock of birds, Dave. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the wind was blowing the wrong way. No, you saw the planet Mars. But I went into their ship. It's okay. It was on the planet Mars. That's what you saw. Um, Betty and Barney Hill. What would you think of that mm-hmm. case? Um, very impressive. Um, I, I, you cannot discount it at all for mm-hmm. the way that you can, you know, you know, I mean, I've always been really good at analyzing body language. Like I said, I was deaf for the first four years of my life. So everything that I had to analyze, I had to analyze by, um, you know, sight. And man, I'll tell you, I can sit down and listen to an interview or listen to somebody give their testimony or their story. And I can read a person like a book, and these people are not lying about what they encountered and what they experienced. And if you ever listen to the uh, um, sleep regression um, for uh, Barney Hill, uh, it's it, it's it's really darn frightening. Yeah, He's, yeah. They, 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 they literally lived through what they described. Well, well it's interesting because Betty and Barney and their recounting of the event— described a star system that we didn't have the ability to see at that time then hubble goes up and this is long after both of them passed away mm-hmm. you know betty lived a long long life but she didn't live to see this barney didn't live to be i think barney was just in his 60s when he died mm-hmm. but they both described this star system and they gave details about what they were shown what they were told and lo and behold hubble discovered every bit of what they said was true Yep. And that, that's a fact. That's that's proven. Yes, you're right. You know, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other man. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Fire in the Sky, the movie. Yeah, was, that's an Arizona boy. Yeah, I'll tell you that. That's uh, interesting. You know, the the his buddies, they run across a UFO coming back down from the logging trail. He gets out of the uh, truck, runs over to it, gets zapped or something happens. And they flee, freaking out. You know, my God, they just killed I can't think of his name for the life of me, for the love of God. Um, but, you know, they go to town and say, hey, this happened, this happened. And everybody says, no, you must have murdered the man. Four or five days later, oh, they find that. him. Yes, and, that's right. The law got involved in a very negative way. Yep, and four or five days later, here they find him in a phone booth, completely naked and distraught, not even, you know, just just out of it. I mean, this is, there is something about all of this. Oh, I, no, I, I agree. I agree. There is. Yeah. I, I've kind of come full circle. Um, I, I sound like Fox Mulder, I want to believe, but but uh, th- there is definitely something to this. The fact that the inspector general is going to supposedly release all this stuff, I'm not holding my breath. Are you? No, I'm not. I mean, especially after uh, Donald John Trump and the Kennedy thing, that just kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, um, we're going to release everything. Okay, yeah, we'll see it when we believe it. We'll believe it when we see it, you know. I mean, these objects, these things that traverse the skies, Dave, I've been seeing them since I was five years old. They do exist, you know, and for whatever reason, they are keeping tabs on specific people for for whatever reason. I don't know if it's genetic, if it's uh, ancestral, or if there's something more tied into it, uh, genome but the people that see these things consistently throughout their life are being monitored by them, I believe. Um, you know, I've, I mean, uh, we went through some of our sightings and encounters before on your broadcast, and it, it, but they exist. Yeah, well, what do you think about the notion that they, um, 
they track people from the time they encounter them until they die uh, and revisit them. And now we look at modern technology and what's, what's it about? It's all about tracking. It is. It's all about tracking. And I'm wondering, is there a correlation here between these two strategies of tracking? As in? Well, okay, like tracking for one group, tracking for another group. What are the, what's hmm. the reason behind the tracking and are the goals the same between the two groups? You know, that, I wish I had the answers to that. I don't know. Um, but the thing is that I believe you're absolutely right with the tracking part because when I saw the craft that's been, you know, I guess shadowing me my entire life as blatant in the sky as, the, as, it was, as if it were the sun, you know, we literally bought a brand new vehicle that day. Yeah. And yeah. they were, you know, whatever, whoever was in this thing, we're kind of saying, hey, man, yeah, you guys got a new vehicle? Hey, look at the vehicle we got type thing. You know, we're still watching. Well, when they had the Phoenix Lights, they flew down I-17. And at the time, I was living in Glendale. And um, we're about three miles from the interstate. And uh, there was some overgrowth with trees. And I'm out shooting baskets. In fact, actually, I think my friend Ron was over. And um, I saw it. I didn't see it real clearly, not to be honest with you. I couldn't tell you how much, how fast, but I told, I knew it was going really slow. And, um, in fact, our neighbor came out and was shooting baskets and, uh, he said something, I said, do you see that? And he goes, no. And I tell him, I said, it was like it was going 20 miles an hour and you got to go 200 miles an hour to maintain airspeed. So anyway, I was teaching, um, a couple of classes for a local college at Luke Air Force Base. And so I had a radar operator in my class. Actually, I actually had a couple of them. And the one guy came up and says, uh, well, did you see it? This is the very next day. And I said, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I kind of saw it, but I, I would not be a reliable witness to be interviewed. And um, he said, yeah, he goes, I'm not supposed to say anything. But that story they're telling, it ain't true. And they told the story about flares behind South Mountain, which would have been easily 25 miles to the south from what I saw. 100,000 people saw it coming down from northern Arizona. I think it originated in Sedona, if I remember correctly. It's about halfway between Flagstaff and Phoenix and made its way down Interstate 17 and flying abnormally slow. I'm going to tell you the impression I got, just a sense impression. This was the show-off of new technology. It's like, mm -hmm. we're here, the new boys on the block, Get the heck out of the way. That was just a feeling I had. I don't have anything to justify that. So anyway, uh, Vance Davis, who I interview a lot on the TV side of XNSA, we've been friends for 30 years. Um, I told him, I said, this is what I saw happen, blah, 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 blah. And at that same time, there was a uh, Phoenix City Councilwoman, Frances Barwood, wonderful, wonderful lady, great husband, Mike, great kids. And uh, Vance came out. Uh, for, he lived on the far east side of Phoenix and we went to dinner with him and she said yeah I brought it up at the Phoenix City Council meeting and they just chastised me and then they made fun of her nationally remember when the governor came out in the spacesuit? I wanted to mention that yeah yeah Symington yeah, absolutely in the big, he recounted big that he recanted that when he was at the uh, uh, he was interviewed by Stephen Greer UFO investigator emergency room doctor uh, he recanted he said I regret doing that to Francis that was wrong he goes, there is something there. And he asked him, he said, were you told to do it? And he goes, I really can't comment, which means he was. 
And uh, so anyway, um, long story short, here's my claim to fame before I was ever in the media. Um, Vance says, would you like to talk to Art Bell about this? And I said, yeah. He goes, okay, you're to call in at this time. And it was a different number than the one they gave out. And Art picks up the phone and says, understand you saw the Phoenix Lights. And I didn't diminish what I said because I knew he'd hang up on me right away because that's Art's M.O. And I uh, just said, yeah, I was moving too slow to maintain airspeed. It was a technology that clearly was not conventional. And then I was told by radar operator from the local base that it wasn't conventional and that they had a fake cover story uh, to cover up the event. And uh, we talked probably for three or four minutes. And then I said, he asked me if I knew something. And I says, no, but Art, I know you have the sources to know. Click. <laughs> that was Art's M.O. So that was yeah. my one appearance on the Coast to Coast show. I never got a chance to talk to Art. I really wish I would have gotten a chance to talk to you. All my friends. Amazing individual. Vance Davis, Bill Pollock, uh, Richard Hoagland, all these guys. Frequent guests on the show. Steve Quayle, still a guest. Absolutely on... brilliant men. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. You know, and and it, and it it really is amazing. So, you know, that what was what was that 93 or 97, 95? 97. 97. Okay, interesting cuz I remember, you know, what was it 93 or 92 is when they uh, unveiled the B2 Spirit, right? Yeah, Around exactly. That time frame. And some people try to say that's what it was, and I can tell you right now, although I didn't get a really great look, um I'm telling you right now that's not what it was. Oh, absolutely. This thing not, was you know. freaking huge. Yep, and you know, I, I'm pretty sure you saw there a, a couple of years, two, maybe it was about three or four years ago now, where they actually, uh, Google Patent or Google, yeah, Google Patent uh, released the TR3B patent uh, for the triangular craft, you know, and when I first looked at that and got my hands on it and I was uh, reading through some of it and I really wish I'd have saved it, but I didn't, I was actually reading about the payload specifications for this thing. It's actually pretty impressive. And, you know, I saw at that time, about three weeks later, I went back to read through some more of it, and all of the specifications for the capacity for payload had been removed. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I mean, the technology's there, it exists. You know, I mean, it's probably, it's had to have either been, um, you know, re-engineered or it was given to us. And I believe some of it was given to us with the treaties with the different, uh, species that do exist and, yeah I, you know. i'm not sure i bought into that and, and listen i'm not doubting what you're saying i would need some more convincing i'm afraid mm-hmm. um I, I know the stories um i don't know well you know it, it it's interesting steve, steve quell says it's true and i have a lot of respect for steve um mj12 is real oh yeah um, that's Steve's position, and and that's probably the best source I have on this. But I just, I, I'm just one of those doubting Thomases. You know, the problem is, it's my background. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, liberal arts background, basically psych and social. But because I got in you know, advanced degrees and stuff, I had to do stat and research, and then I end up teaching both of them. In fact, I wrote two stat classes, and I'll tell you what happens to you when you do that. You become very cynical and very doubting. And, and see, this is what I've been saying to Fauci for over a year. Hey, just shut up with your nonsense. And can you show us some charts and give us some data so we can see that you're not full of BS? 
Right. And, and we're not getting that. Either. We're not getting that. Yeah. We get a different whim, whimsical proclamation from him every other day. Mm-hmm. Now it's, hey, we might be able to take the face mask off uh, next Mother's Day. <laughs> Give me a break. Four, yeah, just like the 14 days to stem the curve. Yeah, yeah let's okay, just I flatten the curve, it. buddy. Yeah, yeah, stay home, flatten the curve. And we flattened our economy. We flattened our civil rights. We flattened our country. We flattened Donald J. Trump. And we got these clowns. We That's are, right. We, we are. You know trouble. what? Why would aliens even want to come here? We, we must exactly. be a really good delicatessen. Because i got to tell you, I, I, I would see this planet and keep right on going. Yep. You know, don't even stop. Honey, the children have to use the restroom. Hey, no, not here. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 it really is. It's um, interesting to see this for what it is. You know, um, I just was reading there a few minutes ago. Uh, 1,000 gas stations are out of fuel. Uh-huh, yep. So far. And that, that I sent you a picture before that we got Hilarious. back here. Tell the audience My what God. you sent me. It was great. Oh, wow. I mean, this is something else, folks. So the picture in question is a couple filling up five-gallon gas cans. Now, get this. None of them are metal. They are all plastic. And they've got here, let me click on it and blow it up, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 gallons of fuel in plastic cans stacked on top of each other in the back of their SUV. You want to talk about a static uh, electricity hazard here? My God, man. These people are going to blow themselves up. Um, um, yeah. We, we, uh, we've t- I, I actually talked about that on a podcast I did earlier. And um, I just said criminal negligent homicide, baby. I said this is a stupid alert. Don't collect gas. If you're going to get any gas, first of all, it doesn't do any good to get large amounts because when the vapors are gone, your gas is gone. Um, and it won't be effective but but uh you know you need military grade containers and 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 really if if you store over 10 to 20 gallons you're wasting your time and you're endangering your neighborhood you go to jail there's a fire okay anyone's hurt property's down you're going to jail anyone dies it's criminally negligent homicide you get a cell next to chauvin I mean, even if there's, even if there's any uh, property left to be talking about, I mean, this would level, uh, you know, a couple houses probably, if it all went up at one big poof. Um, Imagine someone that, uh, some guy actually wrote this on. I did a live on this for YouTube, and someone got on the board there, and they said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not listening to you. I'm collecting for when the war starts." I'm thinking, yeah, bomb lands near you. Yeah. Um, what a moron that person is. And what a moron people are for collecting gas the way they are. It's like toilet paper. Toilet paper ain't going to blow up and wreck your neighborhood. This will. It's stupid. Oh, yeah. It is. You know, and like you said, the only way to safely store fuel is like how a farmer would do it out in a specific area on the farm. And, you know, you got your actual fuel tanks for storing fuel. And the one thing about it, guess what? You're grounded, right? And that's one of the big things here, static electricity, man. I mean, that's, I mean, this this is just asinine. This just light just up the night. Light up the night. My goodness, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and you think about, look at it. So if we haven't got fuel running for uh, 1,000 fuel stations up to this point, you got people hoarding <laughs> gasoline, 
Yeah. Now, what happens when these explode and then you have fire departments running to and fro, back and forth, left and right, over here, over there, because of uh, buffoons like this? Yeah. Well, what happens when the fire department runs out of fuel? <laughs> well, that could be by design. No, I don't think it's all by design. Did I tell you about the fuel? I mean, that would be an effective defund the police, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have... Uh, petrol for your uh, patrol cars my goodness you're, you got a problem you know um did i tell you about the tiller incident i can't remember if i touched on it on a broadcast no, don't recall that. okay so um breaking the ground putting it in a garden for this year i've got a tiller that we've had probably my, my granddad purchased in the late 60s early 70s and we've kept this thing going all the way up until about five days ago and I've had to repair and maintain and do this and do that, replace this part, replace that part. So um, three days ago or four days ago, it, it finally had its uh, grand exit. The engine blew up in it. So calling around and trying to find a tiller. It's got at least a 21-inch tine box or maybe up to 25-inch tine box. And you can't find any anywhere, Dave. I called 36 stores in the state of Iowa. No tillers to be found anywhere. I called the Troy Belt manufacturers. No tillers. We don't have tillers. We won't have tillers for two months. Troy Belt. Um, this is all by grand design. So I've been reporting on it a little bit here and there when I'm on air on our on my home station. And uh, other listeners have been checking around too. And they're coming to find out that this isn't just a local area thing with what I'm dealing with here. This is a national thing. They're making it to where you can't even break the ground open to plant. This is truly nefarious. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear exactly what you're saying. Again, it's another attack upon the food supply. Yep, another attack. And, you know, it's death by a thousand cuts. Wow. This is uh, really disheartening. In the time we have left, tell people how they can follow your terrific show. Yes, sir. Uh, every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1, Studio A at revolution.radio, freedomslips.com. Folks, we're in Defense Condition 1. And that's uh, uh, Saturdays at what time? Yeah, every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard, okay. So Newsom is dialing in at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Hmm. And Whitmer's coming in at uh, 7 p.m. I'm just listening. I'm just trying to figure out when these people are all going to be online. By the way, they do listen to us. I've been told that by some people. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Well, I, I, well, I hear that. I hear that all the time. And, well, and, well, hello. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, you know, there's kind of like you can go listen to the bullshit or you can go listen to, to people in the alternative media. Um, right. And that's really kind of the choice that they have. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Our guest has been John Wayne. We spent a lot of time on disclosure and predictive programming, uh, Twilight Zone, all that great stuff. And it was an interesting show. John, thanks for joining us, my friend. Thanks for having me, Dave. T take care. You too. Bye-bye.